generation, fast-paced nation, world population confront their frustration. The principles of true hip hop have been forsaken. It's all contractual and about money making. Pretend to be cats, don't seem to know their limitation. Exact replication and false representation. You wanna be a man, then stand your own. To MC require skills, I demand some show. I let the frauds keep fronting and roam like a cellular phone, far from home, giving crowds what they want. Official hip hop consumption, the fifth thumping, keeping your party jumping with an original something. Yo, I dedicate this to the one dimension now, no imagination, excuse for perpetration. My man came over and said, Joe, we thought we heard you. Joe, so you, you heard the fight. What up, what up? This is Turn on the Tape. We are back for another episode. This is episode 24. Uh, got my got got my good friend in here, Kareem. What's up, man? How you doing, man? What's going on with y'all? Hey, man. Pretty good, man. Pretty good. We here. Uh, just wanted to come in and chop it up real quick, man. Uh, known for a while, man. You uh, met you through Taylor. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know what I mean? You go to Union, you went to Union, and, uh, you know, you played tennis, right? Yeah, definitely. I played tennis, and I was also in the marching band, so, you know, it was a lot going on right there. For real, man. How, how'd you balance that out, man? Um, balancing that, you know, just took, you know, a lot of discipline, because at the same time, you know, you want to have a social life, but, you know, you got to, you know, realize you got to sacrifice some things, so just being able to, you know, take the time and plan things out is really how I got through balancing both okay. at the same time. How was uh, Coach Walton? Um, Coach Walton was definitely just a, he was a pretty stand-up guy, you know, at the same time, like, he was always wanting to just, you know, give you valuable information. He always took your time with you, so, you know, if you had any problems, he wasn't the type to just, you know, put it in your face, or, you know, he'll definitely make you, you know, be accountable for what you did, but at the same time, he'll be definitely, he'll definitely have, like, you know, a good sense of mind, and he was always very understanding, so, you know, being under Coach Walton, it was a challenge, because he would Definitely, you know, screaming your face, but, you know, it was definitely an honor playing for him. You know, very good man. Gave a lot of valuable information. Okay. Now, uh, I, I know you came in the union. Like, what made you – is that is, – was he kind of the reason why you came to union in the sense of just, like, that's how – that's um, his personality and everything kind of got you there? How'd you, what, how, what made you choose union? Yeah, I mean, definitely he had, you know, the biggest reason for me going to Union at the same time, you know. Using Union definitely wasn't my first choice, but you know, me and Coach Walton, I was at a um I was at a tennis program and, you know, it was pretty much like a recruiting program. So it was a whole bunch of us out there and you know, he saw me play, he came up right up to me, he was just like, Hey man, I like how you play. He was like, You mind coming to Virginia? And I was like thinking like, Virginia? I'm like, man, I don't even think about going up there. So, you know, I was thinking about staying down south because I'm from Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about, you know, going down to Florida. And that was like a good, you know, space for me. And I was also talking to coaches down there. But he made me feel very comfortable, you know. He spoke to me on a daily basis, making sure I was I anything I needed. And he helped me through the whole process of, you know, getting through Union. So, he was definitely the biggest reason for me going to Union. Okay. That's what's up, man. Yeah, he went to, uh, to our church. So, that's... Right. Kind of how I kind of remember him. Um, well, yeah, man. What? Uh, how do you feel about HBCU athletics, man? Like, you know, sometimes it gets a bad stigma. Um, some people think that uh, just 
just because you're going to say HBCU, you're not going to get it like a shot at the league or whatever, you know, like pro anything, whatever sport it is. Um, so talk about your experience, like with CIAA and everything. Man, I mean, honestly, HBCU athletics, I mean, you got to give it up to them, you know. Like, when you under HBCU athletics, like, you know, speaking for myself, it's, it's always a grind, you know. And it's definitely from, you know, just not having the resources you have, you know, at most, like, you know, PWIs or D1 schools, you know. So being able to, you know, thrive under not having much is definitely, like, the biggest respect any HBCU athlete should have. So, yeah, like, definitely. It was, you know, it was a grind at times. And, you know, you just, you know, being the HBCU, um, you know, athlete, you definitely probably have, like, a strict schedule. And, you know, it's pretty straightforward. You go to class, you go to practices. And, you know, at the same time, you know, you're just not granted these extra things that you might get at a PWI. So being able to thrive on the HBCU athletics, you got to get respect for it, I think. Yeah, man. And I don't know, I think a lot of people don't really realize that it's a lot of people uh, that have come from HBCUs that are extremely successful and they're just exactly. uh, not just the athletes. Um, we got people like, you know, Stephen A. Smith, like, you know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. Just like man. so many, yeah, exactly, man. Like about to be the highest paid person at ESPN. Like. Yeah, you gotta give respect, man. And you know, at the same time, you you work for it. You know, yeah. you didn't have these like extra like broadcasting classes that you have with these PWIs. You know, all these other you know programs that he might ha you know could have could have used. You know, he grinded in his room in his dorm. You know, and he looked for the success himself. So you know, you gotta respect someone coming from that HBCU background. Yeah, man. Um. That's kind of where my focus is going with the podcast. Like, right. the normally I'm, I was like, you know, we highlighting athletes for you know the good things that they do and off their off their away from their sport. Mm -hmm. But now I think my my focus is going more towards getting high profile athletes to go to HBCUs. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like, just imagine if uh, some of the top players in the country just went to HBCUs instead of going to those big uh, Power 5 schools, Yeah, the money would go crazy because it would be like, yo, they going to HBCUs instead of us. Like, what's, what's the deal with that? And then I think, man, the the whole the structure where it's set up now would be kind of, it's kind of like a almost a protest. Yeah, like, definitely. I definitely agree with you. Um, you know, pretty much this you know, having those big athletes come, you know, you have to just definitely have the resources, like I said, and, you know, that's what I stated before. You know, having those resources, you know, persuade these players to come, you know, so we would just have to, you know, have somebody just pretty much start the trend, you know, have like a Zion Williamson go to an HBCU, and, you know, the trend starts there. But it just all, it all just, you know, stems from you wanting to just be able to put that into your pocket and be like, hey, man, I want to go to HBCU because... I'm proud to be, well, you know, where I come from, you know, so. Yeah, that's where I'm at with it, man. What you, uh, kind of shifting gears a little bit, how, what do you think about the, the the playoffs right now, man? NBA playoffs getting getting a little crazy. Yeah, NBA playoffs, man, it's, it's definitely unpredictable in a way, but, you know, you kind of know your big powerhouses, but, you know, some of these results in these playoffs have definitely surprised me, you know. Yeah. Um, that, that boy named Dollar, man. I, I <laughs> yeah. love that man. Like, he's he's definitely a man of his word, you know. He's been, he's been all, you know, he's been through the gutter. 
and he's definitely thrived in every situation he's been in. So, you know, winning 5-1, that wasn't surprising for him because, you know, man, like, he's like, man, I work for this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, not trying to build a super team. I'm going to do it myself, and that's what he did. You know, one in five games, that's impressive. Yeah. You know, in the song. I'll, um, I'll say this, their, their team is surprising because normally they, you know, find a way to, to trick it up and they yeah. bench never really that good but now it's like they out there showing how they got in this candle like that was a big move for them definitely especially um, with losing Nurk yeah 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 man if he was playing they'd probably be blowing a lot more more games out right um sure what you uh what you think about this Rockets Warriors series man Rockets Warriors man that's a very interesting series you know I mean, the Rockets are definitely surprising me because they're actually playing some good defense, you know, overall, really slowing down Steph. You know, he's not letting, they're not letting him get comfortable out there, you know. You know, they might give him a couple looks, but, you know, at the same time, they're not allowing him to be himself out there. So it's very, it's really, it's pretty much shown in the box score. You know, this is a league that's all about scoring now, all about three-pointers. So, you know, they've been, every game I think has been held to under 115 points, you know, and that's actually pretty good nowadays, surprisingly. Yeah. You know, people are out here averaging 130. So, <laughs> yeah, for you know, sure. they're definitely playing some defense out there. Um, I think Eric Gordon is definitely stepping up for the Rockets. Um, he had a big game um, for them, and it caused them to win game three. So, you know, he definitely enforced it. He was just like, man, you know, it's not just James Harden out here, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, James Harden's going to be James Harden, of course. That's all I can say about him, you know. When we gonna get a big game from CP3, man? Yeah, and that's that's my that's one of my favorite players, and I'm I'm definitely waiting for it. I feel like it all also this definitely depends on how you know much he gets the ball. You know, he's a facilitator, he's mm-hmm. a floor general, so you know you gotta just put the ball in his hands, and I feel like the results will show. Him and uh, Harden kind of fighting for the ball. Yeah. For the most part, it's like James gonna just ISO it up. Mm-hmm. Taking away his touches for real. I mean, I think the Rockets can can kind of make this a series, um, okay. just because they back at home. Like I think that helped them out a lot last night. Uh, what do you think about Toronto and uh, and uh, who they playing? Uh, the Sixers. Yeah, Toronto and the Sixers. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, Toronto and the Sixers. Um, they, the Sixers have a lot of depth, you know. They have a lot of depth in their starting lineup, you know. And that's what I think has, you know, definitely helped them strive. I think they're more of a playoff team than a regular season team, most definitely. And it's definitely shown in the series. You know, the Raptors have great defense, and that's what they kind of prived on, you know, behind Kawhi Leonard and, you know, Kyle Lowry. And that's been a big problem for the Raptors. Kyle Lowry has not shown up on the offensive end. Yeah. He's, he's done good on defense, but you got to score the ball. And, you know, Kawhi, he's kind of, like, out there by himself, you know. He has Pascal Siakam who's been kind of stepping up. But, you know, he just kind of got sidelined for a little bit. So, who knows how it's going to really turn out for them in the series. But with the 76ers, they're kind of locked and loaded, you know. Yeah. Kind of ready. Jimmy's on. He's he's on one mentally. You have J.J. Redick just coming out spraying. So, you know, they really have to lock down on defense. And they got to find a way to score the ball in other ways. You know, Kyle Lowry's going to have to step up. Yeah, man. It's- it's it's weird, like he'll have like, you know, an all star type season in the regular season and then come playoff time, you got two points, twelve assists. Like yeah. <laughs> you know, it just be random. Um I agree, man, the 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 Sixers, man, they looking 
They looking real tough, man. Joel and B best big in the league, yeah. bro. Like. Hands down, he's a great <laughs> two-way big as well. And I love two-ways. So those yeah. are my plays. Yeah. So for him to be able to control on both ends of the floor is very impressive. You know, he's blocking shots like no other. It's crazy. Hold on, we got we got uh, Taylor coming in with a quick, quick, quick segment. Here. You think Joel Embiid has surpassed Demarcus? What Demarcus Cousins does? Healthy, healthy Demarcus Cousins. Yes, I think I think uh, Demarcus for the Kings. Yes, uh, listen. Oh my Listen, goodness. listen, listen. <laughs> Joel Embiid is a better shooter than Demarcus Cousins. A better shooter of the three ball. He is a better shooter, and he's a much better defender. Demarcus plays average defense. See, like I don't know, I don't think you know what I'm saying. Like, like don't get me wrong, he a bucket. Yeah, he is a bucket. You can't question that. But he's not as as pure of a shooter as Joel. Joel got a jumper. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, I could I could definitely agree with you. You know, Joel definitely has a jumper. His three point is you know out of this world right now. You know, you leave him open, that's probably three points. For yeah. real. And he's definitely a better two-way player, you know. On the defensive end, he definitely controls it way better than DeMarcus Cousins. And that's kind of what he's been lacking, you know. And, okay. you know, DeMarcus can get some boards, but sometimes he, he kind of gets exposed on, on defense. And that's something that Joel has kind of been dominating, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of gives him that little landslide right there. Yeah, man. So speaking of uh, defense, uh, another MVP candidate, uh, Giannis. They playing the Celtics, Greek, man. Greek. What yeah. you think about that one? Giannis, um, yeah, Giannis is just a bad man, you know. Like the only thing he's literally a, a jumper away, a jumper away from being the best player in the league to me. Um, yeah, Giannis, you know, you see him in the half court, the full court. Once he gets that step, you know, it's kind of over with, and you have to stop him, you know, between the between the half mark line of the free throw line, or he's literally getting the bucket or foul or both. Yeah, so. You know, Giannis, he's definitely stepping up in the series, I think. You have to definitely give big shouts out to Chris Middleton. Um, Chris Middleton is balling for real. Yeah, he you gonna, know, all-star selection as well. I think he's going to leave. You think he's going to leave? Yeah, I think he's going to try to get the payday. He's going to try to get the bag. <laughs> yeah, I, I, honestly, I don't put that past him, you know, because he's showing it. You know, he's, he got that all-star under his belt, and ever since then, He's been playing a lot better. I feel like his confidence is going up. But he's definitely complimented the Greek freak in a lot of ways that he can't even do for himself, and that's definitely with the shooting. You know, yeah. he puts up, he's, you know, in this series, he's making seven threes in the game. He's like, dang, yeah. where did this come from? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I feel like the Bucks are definitely locking in when it comes to um, the defense. The Celtics are a pretty deep team, you know, from top to bottom, to be honest with you. They have star players on their bench. So that makes them very hard to guard. And for them to be, you know, pretty much, you know, stopping them from being comfortable has definitely shown in their defense. And I feel like the Greek freak has a lot to do with that because he's definitely trying to contest every shot. I mean, he got banged on, you know, by Jalen Brown. Yeah. And it's going to happen to shot blockers. Well, yeah, twice. Shit, so I'm sorry. But, yeah. <laughs> no, I feel you. But, Listen, yeah, like, but they, uh, it's crazy. The Celtics, man, I think I think they going to need – Finals, Kyrie. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think they got enough, like, killer instinct 
as a team. Like right. you know what I'm saying? You don't like, think anybody gonna step up for the Celtics? It's it's like they they each one of their good players give you a good like quick two three game stretch of some good basketball, but then they next four or five games they go away. You know what I'm saying? Like you get old Gordon Hayward was balling, then he got two points, eight rebounds. Like right. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it's just just up and down, man. They need somebody that's gonna. Like put people away because like I feel like they should beat the the Bucks. Like, yeah, and that's who I had to kind of. That's who I kind of had winning to be honest with you. Regardless of Giannis' series, I felt like they had a deeper team. But you know, it's not necessarily about you know whose team is deeper. It matters about who's actually producing and what they're doing. You know, and you know the people who are producing for the Bucks are literally just producing more than the Celtics. You know yeah. what I mean? That's all it is, and you know it's showing. Yeah, they they got a uh, whoever run their front office need to get a raise or whatever. Cause yeah, the, uh, <laughs> they they finally got Giannis some shooters like you know Meritich and all them. Like mm-hmm. I think you know Brooke Lopez been, has been stepping up, man. Yeah, like I cannot go. lie, like, I wish he was doing that for the Lakers, but you know, <laughs> oh. he went to a different team and he's he he found it. Hey man, speaking of the Lakers, go ahead. I, I, I know you uh been glued to this one, man. Who you want to be the next head coach? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, it's like, at this point, I just want somebody who's going to work. I don't care if I've never heard of him before. But, you know, looking at who we got in front of us, you know, I wouldn't necessarily mind Tyron Lue being our coach just because he's comfortable with LeBron. You know, he coached him in Cleveland. And, you know, he LeBron seemed, you know, to really like him as a head coach, you know. And it seemed to, like, they had their, you know, their little feud, but they, they settled it, and they, they were able to fix it before the finals. So I feel like bringing him back will kind of definitely help us, you know, when it just comes to chemistry and make sure, making sure that LeBron feels comfortable to, you know, to exert his energy into the team. So I feel like I think Tyrone Lue would probably be a big, you know, top choice for me. I agree. Um, but, but I kind of want them to go. Not that I is not that I don't want them to go with Ty Lue. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind them going Jawan Howard. Yeah, I wouldn't mind him going Jawan Howard as well. Um, he's definitely someone who, who's able to, um, you know, just be able to be comfortable with players. And he's been an NBA player himself. And, you know, that's a lot of the problems with a lot of NBA players. They don't want to necessarily go into coaching. He's one of those players who just wanted to, you know, go right into that position as soon as he came out. So having him there wouldn't be a big problem for me neither. He seemed like he'll bring a, a like a, a toughness to the team. I think that that was something that the Lakers was missing last year. They didn't have like a, a, a a defensive presence, like you know what I'm saying, like, like you know how like the Warriors got their Draymond, like he gives them a, a attitude, you know what I'm saying. You got your Marcus right. Smarts, them type players. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he was a gritty player himself, so yeah, I definitely yeah. see how he can, you know, bring that to the team. And you know, he's a five five player, so yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Definitely having him there would definitely, I think, it would. I think it would show a new face for the Lakers, you know, mm-hmm. because he's a totally different person than Tyrone, you know, yeah. on and off the court. So, yeah, I wouldn't be a bad choice as well, you know. Who who do you think's coming in free agency, man? Coming in free agency, it's it's honestly no talent, you know, no nowadays, talent. you know, for me. Um, I wanted to say Kyrie, but you know, it's like I feel like for me, I feel like he might be leaning towards the Knicks. For some reason, he might be wanted to go back home, you know, to his area. But the Lakers, um, I could definitely see AD coming, to be honest with you. You know, him 
him and LeBron have the same exact, you know, manager. They've had him for years, and they have a really good relationship with, with each other. You know, they've been seen going out to lunch, you know. And, you know, um, they just, you know, have a good chemistry. So I think him coming to the Lakers would not be a bad choice. You're definitely going to pay him. And, you know, he'll be someone who can definitely stay with the franchise after LeBron leaves. I I want AD to come, but the the what what they got had to give up. Like, you know what I'm saying? The I hope they don't get in that outlandish bidding war like they did last time. Like where it's like y'all want a whole starting five for one player. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> like just, right. uh I, I would prefer them to go after some like second tier stars. Like mm-hmm. just to kinda number one, keep the cost down that way you can get more players on right. the bench. Like and then like you don't need to get necessarily the the best of the best, because I mean, let's let's not forget here, you still got the like you know what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. so. That's true. And you got your a lot of your young players who really good. So oh well, let me not say really good. A few of them. Who uh, do you know who stick out? Yeah. Um, but but yeah, like like names like you know Kimball Walker. Um, right. I think Jimmy would probably come. Yeah, I think um, he would. Chris Middleton is a guy. And I was like, just about to say that. That's the crazy part. You know, I really I really like Chris Middleton. He's yeah. a great player for me. And I would not mind him coming to L.A. And I feel like, that's a you know, that's a place he would go to because, you know, we're looking for more shooters. You know, there's that rumor that Clay might want to come. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know, if that happens, you know, cool. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Chris Middleton, I think, would be a great choice for us to pick up in the offseason if you can definitely get our hands on him. Yeah. Yeah, man. The yeah. Lakers got got their work cut out for him, man. It's been a it's been a crazy, crazy yeah, man. Ride. We need some people to stay healthy. Like we need Lonzo, you know. Yes. Right? Lonzo. If we had Lonzo on a daily basis, I promise you, the Lakers would be in the playoffs. You know, with LeBron James, of course, being healthy. Yeah. But you know, Lonzo is a person who just facilitates. He plays on both ends of the floor. He's definitely a um all defensive choice. You know, team at least second team for me. And this dude, literally, you know, he gets his hands on everything. You know, he has quick hands. He's always in the top in steals in the league amongst his position. Gets rebounds like no other. He's a six-six point guard who can move, shoot the ball. It's like he reminds me of, like, a Jason Kidd. Yeah. You know, the stats are almost similar. When you look at, you know, their first few years, and they, I feel like he's really going to develop. You know, he just needs to stay healthy. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully, man, this year, uh, you some better results, man. Who you, who's your, uh, I guess your sleeper free agent, um, just some somebody that you would like to see on a, a certain team. Um, if I had a sleeper free agent, I would definitely say I would definitely say Kemba Walker if he leaves. You know, Kemba Walker is someone who is the face of the franchise, but you know he said that he wants to win. You know, he wants to go to the playoffs. I feel like if he was to go to like you know. San Antonio Spurs, you know, a team like that, you know, someone with structure, you know, who has a winning mentality, he would definitely thrive, you know. He was a all-star starter this year, yeah. averaging 26-27. I feel like if he was to literally just take his talent somewhere else, more established, he would definitely, you know, snap in another way. Okay. Like that. Um, NBA draft, who, who, uh, who's your favorite prospect? Man, okay, I mean, I know it might sound a little cliche, but I mean, 
Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. Um, Zion Williamson is like no other ever seen. Um, his athleticism is on another level, and you have to really just – he kind of sticks out when you look at the draft class. Um, based on talent, you know, we looked at him back in high school, and yes, he was doing all these flashy dunks, but he wasn't playing on competition. Now he went to Duke, played the best teams, and thrived in every single scenario. You know, so I feel like, you know, if he doesn't go number one, he's definitely a steal, no matter what for me. And I feel like he's a player, if you put him – in a you know in a franchise that needs help like the Cleveland Cavaliers, mm-hmm. um, he would definitely help them immediately. You know, no matter what what he does, he just gets his hands on the ball. He's a very high level energy player, and he knows how to put the ball in the basket. That's what he does. You know, if he's inside the he's if he's inside by the by the hoop, it's going in, and he's just a dependable player. And I feel like he's gonna show more. You know, people didn't really people would say he didn't really have handles and stuff. He showed that you know he could you know, you know dish the ball you know handle the ball and you know he he had a pretty good you know assist to turnover ratio for what he did do so I feel like he's someone who's definitely just the best player in the draft for me. Okay, I feel you. I think I think he's gonna be dope, man. Um, we've never really seen it before. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like the comparison, but I. I the hype is is LeBron hype, like coming out of high school, coming when he yeah. did the same thing. Um, it is LeBron hype, and and I, I could I see why people say that, you know, based on just his freak athleticism, you know, at at his level, and we know how old he is. But you know, I don't necessarily say LeBron so so most. I say maybe like like maybe like a Larry Johnson or like a Charles Barkley. You yeah. know what I mean? Because he just has freak athleticism for his size and. And yeah, yeah, maybe even Sean Kemp too. You know, mm-hmm. just freak athleticism for what he does. You know, his birth is what like forty-seven inches. Yeah, some crazy shit. That's ridiculous. Who knows? For man. his size, he's two eighty-five. So, if he was to come to the league right now, he'll be the second high, like you know, like highest weight player in the league behind like Marjanovic. You know, Boban. Yeah, Boban. yeah man. Um, my favorite player is uh, John Morant, man. John Morant. Yeah. I, I think he's gonna be a. He's gonna be a problem. You know he um, played with Zion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're from the same place, man. It's, it's crazy. It's, yeah, it's, and that's that's a lot. Just imagine that AAU team, man. <laughs> it was wow. Domination. Yeah, I feel like honestly, John Warren is one of my favorite players in the draft as well. I cannot lie. I feel like he is the best point guard in the draft. You know, you know, I think he's definitely in front of. I'm not saying definitely because he's a great player too, Kobe White. He's a really yeah. great player, but I feel like John Morant just has that dog in him. You yeah. know. Like, seriously, like, he's just a winner at best. He went to Mary State and turned that school out. For real, man. I want to see him go to the Pistons. The Pistons? Take, uh, let Reggie Jackson get traded. Let, <laughs> get him out of there. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, let, he served his time there, I think. Let well. John Morant go there and be the starter, man. Let him, um, him, I think him, Blake, Drummond, you know, get him some more shooters. That'll be a nice little mix, man. They yeah. could they could make some noise. That would be nice. He got, he, like you said, he got that dog in him, and that's what they need. Cause Drummond don't really can't really be relied on to score a bunch of points. So right, he needs another scorer out there, man. So um, I'm excited about it, man. NFL draft. You uh, you a Giants fan, right? Yeah, man. It's die hard Giants fan. Sure. <laughs> what you what you expecting for next year, man? You know. Um, I'm expecting us um, to 
really test out this quarterback position. You know, Eli is definitely coming to his end. I thought it was going to be this year, kind of, during the end of the season. And then we started saying, hey, like, we're going to look into the draft. And, you know, and then it was just like, okay, we're going to trust in Eli. And, you know, we're going to get somebody else in the draft. And then the draft comes and you get Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, um, we're yeah. definitely going to be testing out that position very, 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 you know. He got to start. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. You ain't you picking <laughs> nobody number six overall to sit the bench. But. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Um, that's what I'm saying. Really, that's why I feel like it's a test. You know, we we don't know exactly what we're gonna do when it comes to that position because I feel like they are giving Eli another chance. You know, and that's just my opinion. But I feel like Daniel's definitely gonna have his opportunity during the season. You yeah, know, for sure. Um, you know, I definitely saw from the draft we beefed up our defense a lot. You know, mm-hmm. um, Definitely beat up the defense a lot, and that's something we kind of need to do. We gave up too many points during the regular season, and it was just ridiculous. Um, like one cornerback I do like, um, um, I'm sorry, what's his name? His name, yeah, DeAndre Baker. Very oh, good. Yeah. He's a very good player from UGA. Yeah, I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was a good pickup. We got him from the Seahawks, you know, out of nowhere too. And I've been watching him during the season. He did pretty well. And I like, um, we got Dexter Lawrence, you know, defensive tackle from Clemson. Mm-hmm. Very big dude, man. That dude is like 6'4", yeah. 344. I think he's going to hold down the fort. And, you know, we definitely um, got another cornerback, um, Julian Love from Notre Dame. Um, very, you know, high-volume guy. Very speedy <laughs> as well. And we got another linebacker, you know, Ryan Con- Connolly. Like, he's pretty good as well. So, we definitely beefed up the defense a lot. Yeah, man. I- our division is tough. People don't want to say it, man, but uh, the NFC East, man, Dallas, so Washington. It's just the grind every day. It's just the grind, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know you. You a Cowboys fan, so. Yeah, man. Listen, <laughs> I, I think we gonna be we gonna be good, man. I'm, I'm honestly, I think we might win the Super Bowl this year, and I'm not Ooh. like. Listen, go there already. Listen, 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 listen. <laughs> I, I know niggas, but I don't boost the the Cowboys like they I think we got a shot like right now like that fourth year like you know what I'm saying you know Zeke got the dog it out all year man for sure like 16 games yeah for real and I think he think he gonna be alright man he can do it though he has the ability to really just be a dog every single game I think he's one of the best running backs in the league for me yeah you know personally Amari with the team. Yeah, Mari Cooper, you know that was a steal for y'all, man. That boy's got a steal. And, yeah, he definitely produced for y'all the last year, especially during the end stretch, you know, for y'all. Yeah, man. Now we add, added Randall Cobb. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I think we got some few pieces, man, paid to Marcus Lawrence like we were supposed to. Yeah, I like, did. You know, he got to stay healthy. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know, man. I think we're going we gonna to be all right. I liked our draft. We got a couple good running backs. To be uh to back up Zeke, um and they I like them because they some their backs that you know can catch passes like mm-hmm. we need we need that uh to keep Zeke a little bit more fresh um and uh we got a a defensive lineman um we needed him because obviously people saw what the Rams did to us in the playoffs yeah <laughs> so um yeah they scored a lot last year though yeah yeah it was kind of crazy so yeah man. I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm comfortable saying if we, barring injury, like I think we can win the Super Bowl this year. 
I think y'all have a shot. We're going to see, man. I can't say definitely. <laughs> y'all have a shot. We're going to see, man. Well, uh, we about to go ahead and wrap it up, man. Uh, make sure you follow the podcast at Turn On The Tape on Instagram and Twitter. Kareem, where can they find you at on social media, man? Man, you can find me at KB The Monster on Instagram. You know, just go ahead and press that follow button. <laughs> Make sure you follow him, man. We are uh, gonna go ahead and wrap it up. This is episode twenty-four with Kareem, with Chip. This is turn the tape. We out.